This is the Rundown. Rundown. The Rundown. Hosted by Luke Lipinski. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station. Live from the Auction Community Studios for the next half hour. Luke Lipinski here with you. Jesse Morrison behind the glass as uh, we take you up to D-backs Dodgers at the bottom of the hour. Finally, game four of that four-game series has not gone well yet for the D-backs. They do have Cattell Marte back in the actual lineup, though, tonight. He got he got a pinch hit at bat last night, but uh, he is in the lineup tonight. We'll get more into the D-backs in just a second, but we're going to start with the Suns, obviously, because it is finally officially here. We know who they're going to play. It's the Lakers. That game last night was highly entertaining. I don't know if it was if it was the best basketball all the way through, but it was highly entertaining. Uh, that's obviously what the NBA wanted out of these play-in games. It's really the only play-in game that's been any good, and it ultimately ends with the Suns facing the Lakers in round one, probably the way it was always meant to be. I mean, you haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. I know that the Lakers are a much bigger challenge in a best of seven than the Warriors would have been. Although I don't think LA looked like it last night, but in a best of seven, we all we all know better. So I know it's a bigger challenge, but isn't it kind of fitting? You're going to go through the team that eliminated you the last time you were in the playoffs, and if you get through the Lakers, it's not like the rest of the Western Conference is easy, and it's not like just beating the Lakers is what this Suns team is setting out to do. But if you beat the Lakers, I think we can all agree, no matter what happens after that, this season will be a success. If you get back into the playoffs, you win 51 games, and you take out the defending champs who just happen to be wearing L.A. Lakers uniforms, and they are led by LeBron James. You beat L.A., it's not like, okay, well, we're done. But if you beat L.A. and you lose in like the, the conference finals or whatever to the Clippers, it's going to hurt in the moment. We're going to look back at the end of the season and be like, okay, but we took the Lakers out. Uh it's funny, the odds, I heard Burns and Gambo talking about this a little bit earlier, that the Lakers as a seven seed are the first team favored over a two seed by Vegas in 30 years. Now, obviously, this is a little, it's a little different. The Lakers shouldn't be a seven seed, and they, it wasn't load management. Like, you see some of these teams that are like, okay, yeah, we just, well, as long as we're in the top six and we miss the play-in, we'll just, you know, we'll sit guys, it's a marathon, blah, blah, blah. Like, the Lakers had legitimate injuries. They shouldn't be a seven seed. You know, is it fair at the end of the day that that's who the Suns are playing in round one? I mean, that's no, but that's life. And you're in the Western Conference. You knew you were going to play a tough team in the first round. I don't have a huge problem with the Lakers being favored because ultimately that doesn't really matter. I'm shocked that they were favored as much as they were favored by. And that was earlier today. The Lakers were minus 300 to win the series. Now it's changed. I think it's already been bet down to minus 150. Minus 300 to win a series, to put that in perspective, is basically Vegas saying, yeah, the Lakers are going to win. If you bet money on it, you're barely going to win anything. That's how certain we are that the Lakers are going to win. So many people apparently have bet the Suns since then that it's gone down to a more reasonable number. But um, that, that, to me, is, is disrespect to the Suns. I don't care that the Lakers are favored, but when they're favored by that much, it's like, all right, has anybody watched the Suns outside of this state this year? No. No one's watched the Suns. out. I, I see all these people from other places saying, you know, Lakers in five, Lakers in five. If the Lakers win, 
they'll win in six or seven. If the Suns win, they'll win in six or seven. This series is not going to be a short, quick the Lakers barely beat the Warriors, and the Warriors are way worse than the Suns are this year. Come on. I'll tell you what. If the Lakers play the way they played last night, all seven games, the Suns will definitely win the series. That that was not an impressive performance by the Lakers. It was an impressive comeback in the second half, and obviously the Lakers are better than that. But, yeah, to your point, the Suns are a lot better than the Golden State Warriors are. The Suns are resting up. They are, you know... I think people overlook the fact that Monty Williams was named one of the uh, the, the three finalists for Coach of the Year this year. He obviously already won uh, National Basketball Coaches Association Coach of the Year earlier in the week. I think people are overlooking the fact that the Suns have the advantage there when it comes to coaching. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the Suns are going to beat the Lakers because I live in Phoenix and that's what's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But this, this is going to be a good series. And to just write the Suns off like so many people are doing, I, I don't totally get it because you can't tell me that LeBron's 100%. I know he looked good in the second half last night. didn't look good in the first half. If you believe him, he's he's got triple vision right now. That can't be good. It's not like this game's a week and a half from now. It's Sunday to start the series. Like I said, I don't have a problem if somebody, you know, people, I know most people are picking the Lakers over the Suns. That's fine. That That's... What, they won the championship last year, and I'm not sure the Suns have an answer for Anthony Davis. That's the biggest thing that worries me in this series. We've talked about this all season. If DeAndre Ayton gets in foul trouble, they're kind of screwed if they're playing the Lakers. Even if DeAndre Ayton doesn't get in foul trouble, he's he's now, unfortunately, in my mind, it's not a knock on Ayton, but unfortunately, he becomes the most important player in this series in a lot of ways for the Suns because his role is is highlighted so much more against the Lakers than it would have been against, say, Golden State. Whatever. I understand why the Lakers are favored, but I think this is going to be a very good series. And at the end of the day, if you're the Suns, if you feel like you're being disrespected now, if you're Devin Booker and you've been here for five years and you're like, hey, I'm still, I'm still not getting the calls like an all-star, if any little item, any little smidge of disrespect you feel like you are getting as the Phoenix Suns, you can get it all in the next two weeks. It doesn't matter who people are picking now or what people are saying about the Suns now going into the playoffs. If you take out the Lakers, you take out the defending champs, you take out LeBron James in the first round of the playoffs, you'll get all that respect. And and I will say, when people are talking about the Suns and picking the Lakers, you can tell they're like, oh yeah, the Suns are good, but it almost feels like they're just looking at their record and they haven't watched them play, but like they... It's not like they don't want the Suns to win. It's just everybody feels like that experience is going to push the Lakers over. Here's, And I'm not picking on Stephen A. I'm just giving you an example. This is somebody picking the Lakers over the Suns. You mentioned Phoenix. That's who Laker gets first yeah. round. What's your first thoughts of that matchup? That Phoenix will lose the series. And that Phoenix will lose the series because they're relatively young. I love the athleticism. I love the leadership of Chris Paul. I love me some Devin Booker. Monty Williams is my coach of the year. They've got a squad, but they got a relatively young squad that's inexperienced. And when you're going up against the experience of a LeBron James, along with Anthony Davis, that has seven game, a seven game series to prepare for you, I think it's going to be a pretty tall task for Phoenix to overcome. All right, that's Stephen A. Here's Jay Williams. The Phoenix Suns. I know they finished with the second best record in the NBA. Not the Western Conference. In the NBA. CP3, point God. He's been in the MVP conversation this year. Incredible. Devin Booker, one of the most prolific scorers we have in the game of basketball. A very young team. They have guys like Jay Crowder. They got guys who can lock up as defenders. 
like Mikel Bridges, who's long, who can shoot the three, Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. I know, talented. Why do I have them number four? Because they're young, man. They're really young. And, yes, they have home court advantage, but we'll see if they can capitalize on that because I haven't seen Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs. And, look, I I know as a Suns fan, you probably hear all this. You're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, these guys just haven't paid attention to this team. Some of what is being said about the Suns is fair. That's fair, right? The Suns don't have much playoff experience. You got Chris Paul and you got Jay Crowder. But other than that, you don't really have much significant playoff experience. The Lakers just won the title last year. So experience is a huge check mark in the Lakers side of things. And and so is so is, you know, your inside game, your front court. The Lakers have the huge advantage there. Doesn't mean the Suns can't win the series. But they're the underdogs. And they're they're just gonna have to go out there and prove it. Like I said though, at the end of the day, what better way to prove it than by beating the Lakers? You know, and even in a normal year, it'd be like, all right, you know, you beat the Lakers, that's great because Suns fans hate Lakers fans. And the Suns hate the Lakers. Like, okay, that's that would be great. But the fact that they're the defending champs and the fact that they have LeBron, the stakes are raised here. I know, I know the Lakers winning last night just made the path tougher for the Suns. That's undeniable. And the Lakers are a much better team than Golden State. So when, when LeBron hits that three at the end of that game last night, the path to get to the, the NBA Finals just got a lot tougher for the Suns. But the rewards got a lot higher, too. Because if you can go through the Lakers, nobody's picking against you again for a while. You're in the same spot next year, and instead of everybody saying, well, I haven't seen Booker in the playoffs, they're saying, yeah, we watched the Suns eliminate the Lakers last year. So if you're into that sort of like, when are people going to start respecting the Suns? Here you go. These two weeks. They're not going to respect you at the beginning. You probably won't get the calls most of these nights because you're going up against the defending champs, and they're from L.A., and it's LeBron. So just get ready for that right now. Because I know that that has been a, a point of frustration for Suns fans for years. Especially this year that the stakes have been raised. But it's going to get worse in the playoffs in the series against the Lakers. But if you overcome that and you win this series, what what more could you ask for, right? You go through the Lakers to start your playoff run. That's, like I said, the stakes have been raised. It's, uh, let's get into the rapid reaction. The Rundown Rapid Reaction. Reaction. Reacting to today's top three trending sports stories. Well, we'll keep it in the NBA to start things off. The finalists for MVP were released uh, about an hour or so ago. And Chris Paul is not in there. He's not in one of the uh, the three finalist spots. Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. You know... Chris Paul has had an amazing year. This doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers some people. The Suns losing to the Lakers will bother me a lot more than this would. I don't think this bothers Chris Paul that much either. I, I just keep going back to what Mikael Bridges said a couple weeks ago. If if Chris Paul isn't on your team, you don't fully appreciate how good he is. How impactful he is. Of these three, I would absolutely take Jokic to win. I get why Steph's in there. I get, in theory, why Embiid's in there. I mean, there, there's been some really impressive performances this year, so I guess that's maybe why it doesn't bother me so much. I'm assuming Chris Paul is fourth, <laughs> but they only released the top three. Um, the only thing I'll say about Embiid, and he's had a monster year, so I'm not trying to take away from what he's done, but he missed 21 games in the 72-game season. 
know, doesn't that count for something? When you when you have Chris Paul playing the way he has played and taking a team that two years ago was 19 and 63, and even last year, with everything that happened in the bubble, still missed the playoffs. And he takes them to a 51 and 21 record. I just I felt like that would get a little more uh love in the MVP voting. This is uh, Ramona Shelburne was on with Burns and Gamble this afternoon, and she was actually on with them right when when the uh, the final three was released. And she said there's two things that probably hurt Chris Paul and his MVP candidacy. I think he really deserved it. I, I definitely think he deserved top three, but I, I think two things hurt him. One, it, it's they didn't get the top seed, so that, that you don't have that same yeah. clean path, right, if you can if you get the top. But two, it's kind of hard for people to differentiate him and Booker, like who's more valuable, who's the best player. Those of us who, who cover Chris and, and know what he brings to a team and how he's elevated everybody, like, I was just like, man, that guy deserves a, a ton of credit. But I think Chris has finished fourth. Yeah, you know, the first one she said there, they didn't finish number one. I'm not blaming Ramona Shelburne, but, uh, I mean, they finished one game out of first in the entire NBA, so that shouldn't be working against Chris Paul. But the reality of the situation is that second thing she said probably did work against him because it's become clear that people have only kind of casually been watching the Suns and they're like, oh, okay, that's a good team. And Chris Paul's leading the way. But if that's been the mindset, then I'm sure they're looking and saying, well, okay, but Devin Booker, too. It's not all Chris Paul, which is true. Whereas if you look at those other guys, I mean, Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray, so that gives a lot more credit and credence to what Nikola Jokic is doing, even though Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped up there for them. But uh, obviously Steph is, is really a one-man show in Golden State this year. And, uh, and I don't think people look at the Sixers and say, well, it's Embiid and Ben Simmons as much as maybe they're looking at the Suns and saying it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Either way, like I said, that doesn't bother me as much. It's, it's you know, he's, he's going to be fourth or fifth. I really just care about the team being in the playoffs. And Chris Paul now has a chance to maybe go in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. Uh, NFL, the Cardinals signed some of their rookies, their draft picks from, uh, from last uh, couple weeks ago. Marco Wilson, James Wiggins, and Michael Manette. All of them uh, getting four-year deals today. And the Wizards and Pacers, so another play-in game here tonight. Winner advances to play Philadelphia in the first round of the playoffs this weekend. The loser is out. And Washington leads Indiana right now 70-54. to Their early third quarter in that one. So Washington, at least right now, looks like they are on the path to, uh, <laughs> to a best-seven series to Philadelphia that probably won't go all that well for them. But either way. Right now, they uh, they lead the Pacers by 16. All right, D-backs, Dodgers tonight. We'll come back and take a closer look at this one. The Dodgers going with a bullpen night on the mound, although it's a familiar name starting the game. That is next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck. Brought to you by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Twisted Texan Cheeseburger and Footlong Coney. For a limited time, only at Sonic. And by Trajan Wealth. Get your retirement on deck with Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary. TrajanWealth.com. All right, we'll switch gears over to baseball for a second. D-backs wrapping up this four-game series with the L.A. Dodgers tonight at Dodger Stadium. First uh, three games have not gone well. It's been the offense. D-backs outscored 3-1 to in the first game, 9-1 in the second, and uh, and 4-2 last night by the Dodgers, a game they actually were leading 
going into the seventh inning, but they uh, end up losing that one. So right now, 0-3 against L.A. Overall, a four-game losing streak for the D-backs. They've dropped 7 of 8, and they've dropped 13 of 16. Tori Lovello's not somebody to make excuses, but I think anybody looking at this team, it's pretty clear why they have dropped 13 of 16 and 7 of 8 and all those other numbers that just are out there at you. Maybe not the three games against the Dodgers. Obviously, the Dodgers are pretty loaded. But this uh, this D-backs team was playing above 500 until all these injuries mounted. And at least a little bit of good news from last night, getting a little bit better tonight. Cattell Marte got one at bat last night. And as Gambo said during the day, you know he was going to come back, but he wasn't going to be in the starting lineup last night. He is tonight. He'll bat second behind Paven Smith, ahead of Josh Rojas and Eduardo Escobar. Josh Reddick is also on the team now and batting fifth for the D-backs tonight. David Peralta, Domingo Leba, Stephen Vogt, and then uh, Merrill Kelly is pitching. So let's get into the pitching matchup. When the game is on the line, you've been injured. Nobody matches up to the Berg Simpson law firm. So visit BergSimpson.com. That's B-U-R-G Simpson.com. Good lawyers changing lives. Merrill Kelly on the mound for the D-backs in this one. And um, look, 0-1 and 3 career starts against the Dodgers, 5.06 ERA, the first time he's faced them this year, obviously. The Dodgers side of things, this just feels like a slap in the face because it was supposed to be Trevor Bauer, and then the Dodgers looked at their schedule and they're like, oh, we got the Giants tomorrow, and that's uh, that's that's a bigger deal. So they, they moved Trevor Bauer back to face the Giants, and uh, David Price will be starting for the Dodgers tonight. David Price just pitched an inning against the Diamondbacks on Tuesday so he's not going to be somebody that comes in and gives the Dodgers seven innings tonight. It's going to be more of a bullpen day for L.A. as they face the D-backs tonight. But, I mean, potentially the door is open there. It's it's certainly more open this way than it would be if Trevor Bauer was there for you to get your offense going tonight if you are the Diamondbacks. But, yeah, Merrill Kelly on the mound for the uh, D-backs against David Price to start things off for the Dodgers after this. D-backs uh, into Colorado for a three-game series with the Rockies over the weekend. Uh, we'll get to the MLB standings right now. They're brought to you by PNC Bank, financial tools and tech to help make things easier. Speaking of the Rockies, they are the team behind the D-backs in the standings right now in the NL West, 15 and 29. They're 13 games back. The D-backs, 18 and 26. They're 10 back of first already and seven and a half back of the Dodgers, who are 25 and 18. San Diego's 27 and 17. They're in second. And still the surprise, maybe of all of baseball right now. The San Francisco Giants in first place at 28 and 16, getting a lot of really good pitching. Um, I I can't I can't bring myself to believe this is going to last. Can you? I mean, I think they're pretty good, actually. The Giants? Yeah, I think the Giant. I think the Giants are pretty good. They're, I mean, they're they, having they were, this... they were better. They were pretty good last year. I don't know why people were doubting them. They've, you know, Yaz. Junior, Junior. He's like the grandson of <laughs> Carl Yastrzemski. He's pretty good. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I could see this this going on, but I don't think they're going to win the division, but I could see them getting a wild card spot. But uh, speaking of the Dodgers and speaking of the Suns, uh, we have a poll up uh, 98 on Rundown 98.7 on, on our Twitter page. It's uh, what do you expect in the Suns' first round series against the Lakers? And Dodgers bro on uh, Twitter, he quote tweeted it, Suns in six. So L.A. not backing their team. <laughs> that That's what you took from that? Uh 
Yeah, okay. I mean, look, if the Suns, I think either way, that, see, that series is ending in six or seven. I, I, the people that think it's ending in four, we had a, a poll up on ArizonaSports.com today. It didn't say specify who's going to win. It was just how many games is that series going. And overwhelmingly, it was four. So now I don't know if people were saying the Lakers are going to sweep the Suns or the Suns are going to sweep the That series is going more than four games. Probably more than five games. I absolutely could see it going seven. Uh, so those are the standings. Let's get to the keys to the game tonight. I am the key master. D-backs keys to the game brought to you by Sell Two Sands. Take away the hassle of selling a vehicle yourself. Go to SellTwoSands.com today. Well, I think the main key tonight, obviously, the overriding key has been score some runs. I think tonight there is an opportunity there. David Price just pitched two days ago. I know it was just an inning. Typically, you don't face a starting pitcher or a guy starting a game, at least, who just pitched a couple days ago. Now, you know, you're not going to face a guy where you're going to get to go. He's going to have to see the lineup three times. And by the third time through, your lineup should have picked up what he's whatever he's doing. And you're going to have that advantage. But the Diamondbacks are probably going to see a lot of pitchers in this game tonight. The Dodgers trying to kind of sneak this one through, like I said, and they'll get uh, Trevor Bauer out there against San Francisco in their next game. So if you're the Diamondbacks... You know, work those counts. Just run that bullpen of, of L.A. into the ground. Try and get Merrill Kelly a lead. You know, I, I know that the they, they let the lead slip away last night. It's you got, you got minor league pitchers in your bullpen right now if you're the Diamondbacks. But if you're going to take one of these games from the Dodgers, this is your best opportunity. And, and the way to do that is just you know try to get David Price early and then try and just work through that bullpen. They're kind of opening the door for you tonight. And the D-backs need this. You get your offense even just going a little bit, then you head to Coors Field, and who knows. All right, it's going to do it for us here tonight. Thanks to Jesse Morrison behind the glass. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Luke Lipinski. We've got the Diamondbacks and Dodgers next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.